Welcome to the Your House, My House podcast. Our goal is to create a safe space for conversation, like like talking talking to your your best friends. Friends that have your back, that are encouraging, and that challenge you to not only improve your life, but yourself. Welcome everyone back to the Your House, My House podcast. Um, Boy. (laughs) <laughs> we have things to talk about we do today we do today something to say madison oh by the way i'm priscilla and i'm madison something to say by the way is that i realized as i was posting our um closet declutter um that we've basically switched like we were going to be doing a <laughs> spring declutter and now what are we doing? A spring take out the toxins? Wow. Yes. I like that. The spring take out the toxins. Honestly, there's nothing better than starting a new year and diving into spring than I think that because cheers to that, you know, cheers to that. And it's what it was meant to be because when you think about it, the fact that we decided to do our cleaning closet of all the other places that we could do. Yes. And I know- yeah pivoted and we can certainly come back to like decluttering our house at some point but this feels like it's really something deep and something that ended up on our hearts and minds is something that's got to be taken care of now yeah I so totally agree with you um so today's episode we are diving in deep into all things toxic in the shower Um, let's just say I started this research with an open heart and an open mind, um, thinking that, you know, the stuff I use in my shower isn't, you know, it can't can't be horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, and let's also just say I've found (laughs) some pretty disappointing things. Um, yeah, I mean... Just when you think, just when you think you've like seen it all, you really, in fact, have not. Um, first of all, how was your experience um, figuring this out? Did you find anything that alarmed you? Were you shocked? Did anything um, surprise you? How did you feel about it? I think the only comfort to me right now is that my Olaplex is ranked decent. Everything okay. else is basically trash. So tell me, okay, <laughs> same. Um, tell me a little bit more about the Olaplex because I've actually been wanting to try the Olaplex. Do tell me, do you like it? Do you feel like it's benefiting you at all? Has it made a difference in your hair at all? I want to know all the things. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have the shampoo, the conditioner. Um, Actually, I'm pretty sure on Think Dirty, hang on, I'm going to look back. I think on Think Dirty, it's ranked lower, but on the, let me, let me see. Okay. So the conditioner has a fragrance, so it's ranked an eight. But um, the other stuff is in the conditioner has 
like it has some fives and fours. Okay. Um, but it has a lot, a lot of like threes through zeros. Um, so, and then what was this? Let me look at the shampoo again. Shampoo is similar. So okay. I have a lot of purple stuff for the blonde in my hair. Yeah. All sorts of like hideous stuff in there. All sorts of things. You know, because it's the blonde. Yeah. Um, I will say that I like the Bond Smoother, which is the number six in Olaplex. And yeah. also I've tried, um, I don't know if it's a, yeah, I don't know what the, there's number one, which I think is the professional stuff. And then number two, which is like the professional stuff, but like diluted for everyone to use. So that's an interesting product. Um, but anyway, overall, other than like some fragrance, Olaplex wasn't bad. It was actually decent. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. And the one thing I will say, so the reason why I got into Olaplex is because of, so number three is their hair perfecter. So I definitely think if you're going to do anything, you need to try number three. Okay. Number three is a mask. And that's the one that has given my hair the most benefit. Um, I started using Olaplex because I was hearing about it in like curly circles for curls. And it's definitely the biggest um, change for my hair. Like, okay. That's exciting curls it's really helped it's basically rebuilds the bonds in your hair so that has helped but it's not like good good you know that's so, so there are some things in there okay but it's just the fragrance and perfume okay and sure 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 okay so i want to know what in your shower should not be in your shower I'm scared to know, but also so curious. I didn't check. Okay. I didn't check my um, body washes, but I have a Bath and Body Works body wash, and I'm pretty sure that would qualify. I can tell you that it does because I have one too. <laughs> no! <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, so... Oh my God, this actually really just bums me out because I was like really hopeful for this session. You know, I was really hopeful for this. Um, okay, I need to know what delusions were you recording tonight? So I... When were you hopeful? I thought that like, you know, because, well, okay, first of all, let me just start with saying this. <laughs> My shampoo that I use is the Suave or Suave, mm -hmm. um, just the for the color, treated hair, whatever. Okay. Um, love it. It's so far my favorite shampoo ever because it doesn't leave my hair this weird texture. Like it makes my hair feel really good. And that's probably all the crap that's apparently going in my hair. Um, so that was the first thing I, I researched and, 
according to the Think Dirty app, some of them were decent. Um, the good majority of them were eights. <laughs> and there is a, hold on, let me pull it up here. There is a ingredient in there called DMDM Hydantoin. I don't know if you've seen that in your products. I don't know if we, maybe I, we don't know if I went that deep. I was just looking. I was like, eight, eight, eight. Because I have a ton of hair products and they're all like purple. So, this and maybe maybe I did touch on it for the last podcast episode, um, but this particular ingredient, um, basically, is a fancy name for the formaldehyde releasing agent. No, that that sucker again. <laughs> that was in a lot of our other products too. What gets me was I was reading the you know, all the explanations about this specific ingredient. And they say, um, though usually not specified as containing formaldehyde, these ingredients release formaldehyde as a result of chemical decomposition, okay? So it doesn't obviously come off and say, well, oh, this thing carries formaldehyde, but the more you use it, the more it, you know, so as it decomposes on your hair or your body? Yes. Wow. Then it goes on to say um, formaldehyde is considered a known group one carcinogen by the International Agency for Research on boom, drum roll, cancer, meaning it causes cancer in humans. Um, DMDM hydantoin is an example of a formaldehyde releaser, which means that the substance can release formaldehyde molecules continuously over time, leading to exposure through inhalation or skin absorption. Damn. That right there for me, just about pushed me over the edge. Um, so basically I've been using this shampoo now for years of my life and it has just been, you know, soaking into my skin and I'm breathing it's it in. Bathing yourself in formaldehyde. I, exactly. Um, so to say this one stabbed me right in the heart is an understatement. Um, but again, though, like it just comes back to we're using these stuff, not thinking about it at all. And in actuality, here I'm putting basically formaldehyde all over my body every single day of the week. So. And it's allowed. It's legally allowed. The government. And, and that too. That that too. It's legally allowed. Um, like you're allowed to buy this formaldehyde right off your. And we wonder, people, why so much cancer is popping up right now. Like, I just, ugh, it just shakes me to the core. Um, okay, so I started with my shampoo. Then I moved on to, I have this little exfoliator in there. I don't really use it as much, but, I mean, I've used it enough. It's the St. Ives brand. You can get this at Target. I know Walmart has them basically everywhere and anywhere. And there's an ingredient in here. Perfume scores it with an eight. Um, but there was an ingredient in here that I kind of was like, oh, like, what? what is this? And it is scored as a four. Okay, so not 
totally horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me find the sentence here. Um, the, the ingredient is called polyethylene glycol, pro, polypropylene glycol. Oh, polypropylene, that was in our yes. stuff too. Yes. Um, and basically, it's used as a thickener, solvent, softener, and a moisture carrier. <sighs> and it, it talks about these contamination concerns with ethylene oxide and with one for dioxane so i don't know if it's when it's mixed in with these specific products like it just um it's like not it good has a reaction yeah yeah so um that one kind of interested me and then we yeah, had what else did i look at jordan uses a lot of the dove products or like the Dove, he's got like a Dove um, shaving cream product. Trying okay. to stay away. Did you? Did you they weren't. Those? What was that? Did you rank those? How were those? They well, like some of them were decent, and others were totally terrible. Um, the shaving cream that he uses is rated as a four. So, um, yeah. Oh, last one I wanted to talk about. Talk about was the Tresemme products, which I do not use, uh-huh. but um, those of you listening, if you've heard of the recent lawsuits um, against Tresemme because there's a ingredient in their products that basically makes your hair fall out. Um, what? Yes. Um so I used Tresemme religiously as a teenager. That was like my go-to. And I currently have a Tresemme um, gel, which I don't, I haven't really used. I just haven't, um, if I need it, but it's just a little travel size and that one's okay. But dang. So basically this happened. When did this happen? Well, there's just a there's just an article on it from March 10th. Um, claim shampoo causes hair loss and scalp burns. <laughs> scalp burns. Because of guess what releasing agent, Priscilla? What? DM DM Hydantoin. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal is right. I guess the biggest thing I'm taking away from this is that every single product that you use, before you like bring it into your home, before you add it to your routine, before you agree that basically it's going to be your life partner, which basically is what these things are, Mm -hmm. you need to vet them. Like... Mm -hmm the same way you would like a person you were dating and you can't just like look up one product from a brand that's a sneaky thing and be like okay so now I can trust this brand like you can't be that brand loyal you gotta exactly you gotta do your research yep because you could be putting this HD 
DM, DM Heidi Antoine on your body that is actually causing cancer. Um, and you have no clue. So when you realized that, did you throw your bottle? I did. Yeah. I did. Yes. So um, that's well, really didn't have any shampoo. So if anyone has any recommendations, do do tell. We should leave a little, I don't know what, maybe I'll go on our Instagram and like talk on our story or something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I would say try Olaplex, but then also like if you go on the EWG health, um, they have hair care and then you can like look at like cleansing and stuff, shampoo. I was surprised herbal essence. They have a sulfate free potent aloe or whatever. I usually don't like, I don't know. I've never tried their brand. Um, but that one was ranked like a five. Five. For citrus, Arantium dulcius, which is an orange peel oil, and a four for a citrus lime and peel lemon oil. And everything else under that is a two. Oh. So, I mean, if you look at that one, that could be an option. Um, I just, you know, boggles my mind. I say this every episode, but like it boggles my mind more and more every single time. It does. It does. Okay. So now I'm going to go on the sink dirty app and look at shampoo. Um, I really, at this point, want to try some of these, um, like, so the first one that they show is Sense Organic Beauty. Okay. Um, and that one has, a, is a zero. So to think that there are products out there yeah. that have that. Rocky Mountain Soap Company, plain products. So if you want to be more environmentally conscious, plain, which is spelled P-L-A-I-N-E, um, they actually have like metal bottles mm -hmm. and then they're refillable. You can do a thing with the company where you can refill. That's fantastic. And actually my um, skincare is like that. My bottles are all glass, but you can send them, I, you can send them back. So plain, um, their refillable shampoo, rosemary, mint, vanilla is a zero. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. rosemary, mint, vanilla sounds decent. Decent. Like, native has, um, see, here's herbal essence, color me happy shampoo, um, and body wash, that's an eight, but if it's an eight because of fragrance, but it has stuff that's fives and fours, and it has sodium laurel sulfate, which if anyone's being more conscientious towards your hair, you know, you kind of want to veer away right. from that. Um, Natives Cucumber and Mint Shampoo. I mean, that would be worth trying out. That would be worth trying for sure. Grown Alchemist. Um I've heard about of them. Yeah. They have this one. This one sounds like it would be kind of masculine. It's damask, rose, black pepper, and sage. 
Oh, yes. That sounds, it's a zero. Um, yeah, so just realizing Primally Pure has one for dark locks. Um, that one has high ratings. People see okay. that. The Primally Pure. So, I mean, the fact that there's stuff out here that's a zero is what really boggles my mind because yeah. you're telling me that I can do like no damage to my body by exactly. these products. Um, they, they exist and any company has the ability to create products like this. <laughs> so Unreal. it just makes me want to do like a deep, deep dive into why these companies are putting these in their products but that's like and it's exactly journalistic and we're not going this way with this podcast but someone be a journalist and do it for us right um, I mean like there's even a dandruff shampoo here that's a one really yeah I'm just I just searched shampoo on the think dirty app so it definitely Okay, have you did you download the Healthy Living app? Yes. It's I not did. as intuitive as Think Dirty. Yes. But it has a more thorough um like when I submitted things to them, they have you ch- like take like um le- instead of just front and back of the product, they have you do front, back, mm-hmm. right, left, bottom, top. Um okay. when you submit products, but also I feel like the Healthy Living app has a wider database. It's just not as intuitive to use. And I don't feel like it makes easy recommendations of like Think Dirty. So I can definitely see myself using Think Dirty as I'm like, okay, so say I trashed, trashed my shampoo. Um, I'm going to search shampoo on Think Dirty and find something that I'm going to order, you okay. know. That's where I feel like the Think Dirty app excels at. It has a lot of database of clean products. Yes, yes, yes. And it gives you like those recommendations, which I really appreciate. So another, um, Shea Moisture, um, Shea Butter has a retention shampoo. That's a three. Okay, which actually the Shea Moisture brand shocked me a little bit because I always said they weren't as good for you. And basically, I'd say like 90% of them, if not more than that, rated extremely low. Yeah. Some of them didn't, but the majority did. And I was kind of impressed with that. I think that's one of those things, like, when you think about what's available out there, and I don't want to say for poor people, but uh, yes, um, when you're going into Walmart or something like that, if you're lower income, um, you can still do the research and probably find something that you can live with. Right. You don't have to settle for being fed cheap products that are having toxins 
that are going to mean you who can hardly afford medical bills are going to definitely just be like weighing your body down. Like I hate stuff like this, especially when I feel like it targets the lower class, like in terms of income, like it's really evil. And and that's what, and, and some, some brands, I think, do that some brands are like oh well you know i think that's where their headspace is yeah so i guess one of the things i would say is to anyone and with shea moisture i've tried some like their masks and i don't like them they they irritate my face um but i have enjoyed their hair products in fact the manuka honey and yogurt um, is a really good protein treatment if your hair needs protein. Really? Um, yeah. So yeah, now that you say that you have talked about their hair products, you would do. Yeah, yeah I remember. Well, that and this one, which I haven't been able to research, but the Imbue has um, a really nice protein mask that smells divine, and I love it so much. I actually love it more than the Shea Moisture but I don't know where it is toxin wise, especially because it smells so nice. It's probably ranked at least an eight. Um, But the fact that you don't need to spend a fortune, if you, unfortunately you have to do your research, but if you do your research, you can find something like that herbal essence. One is ranked an eight. One is ranked. uh, What did I say that was? I don't remember, but it was, it was low. So, I mean, you can find them, but you got to watch for them. So anyway, that's my little rant. And even in these higher end products, there's still so much stuff that's added. You got to watch. You got to watch. You got to watch. So, Yeah. Yeah. How do you spell that one ingredient that you were talking about that the really bad one? HDM hold on here. DMDM is it Hydantoin? Let me pull it up. It just makes me mad. Because just so everyone knows if you see this run and please check for it, my friends. Like, I am now going to be so adamant that I look for this because I don't want that. I'm- DMDM High Dan Toyn. DMDM High Dan Toyn. H Y D A N T O I N. Dang. Yeah. unreal unreal so it gets me on both ends it gets me on the the idea that like people could be limited to predominantly toxic products at the lower income and have to really put you know really search for products that um aren't toxic 
that upsets me. It also upsets me that anyone who's investing their money into their hair and their makeup could be investing, literally spending money thinking they're getting a better product because of marketing and literally investing in poison. Yes, that right there. Ding, ding, ding. Either way, there it's ding, ding. So that was heavy. So next week we are going to be talking about. Hold on, let me pull it up. Was it like, or no? Is nails? Are we doing nails a whole separate? I, we think we're. I think we're going to talk about them today. Let's get. Let's let's move on to that then. All right. So I did some research, and I'm really scared about. In fact. I'm kind of paralyzed about what's the right next step for me. So first of all, for anyone who does acrylic nails and basically the reason why I think they should not be allowed is because after doing research and I had acrylic nails since January, I started doing my nails. And then um, this last time I did dip. But there's issues with that, too. But in relation to acrylic nails, um, maybe for us, even though they're kind of toxic, maybe for us wearing them, yes, our body's going to absorb it. But I think the real downfall is all the, all the manicurists that were basically poisoning Yes. Especially when I think about like privileged white women, you know, and I just feel like there's a lot of minorities, um, a lot of Asian women um, that do nails and to think that they could be putting their bodies at risk because um, at the bare minimum, Acrylics are causing, um, like, lung problems, which hurts me as someone who has asthma. Mm-hmm. Um, but the potential link between – this is from verywellhealth.com. The potential link between acrylic nails and cancer is far more complicated than that, their previous comment. It's the exposure to a combination of chemicals used in the manicuring process – An ultraviolet UV light, sometimes used to cure our dry nails, that could increase the risk of developing cancer of the nose, throat, skin, blood, or lymphatic system. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, so... The studies have examined cancer risk after decades of high exposure, not the occasional manicure. So if you're getting your nails done all the time, this could be a danger to you. This definitely is a danger to the women who are like workers, right? This is a danger for them. How many nails, how much nails people that do work in a nail salon do a day? Mm -hmm. Think of how many pairs of hands that they touch within one day. Yeah. I can't even fathom. 
like so, six days a week, seven days a week. So I'm just Every- going to read some more of this. Um, potential cancer causing chemicals found in acrylic nails products include benzene. I believe that's how it's said. It's B E N Z E N E. This carcinogen is linked to blood cancers, including leukemia, multimeloma, as well as non-Hodgkin lymphoma. No. It is found in nail polishes, nail polish removers, nail hardeners, and fingernail glue. No. So even if you're gluing on your nails, which I have done and have enjoyed, you could be applying a carcinogen. And guess what our next one is? We've talked about it a lot. DM, DM, Antoine. Formaldehyde. Okay, so yes. Yep. It's, it's here. Wow. Um, carcinogen linked to an increased risk of leukemia and nasopharyngeal cancer. So I'm assuming that's your nose and like kind of throat. <laughs> it is found in nail polishers, nail hardeners, and disinfectants. No. <laughs> and then ethomethacrylate. Um, not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. This is a probable carcinogen found in acrylic nail products. So, and then that's just the like actual stuff. Um, but then there's the whole thing about um uv lights oh my god okay so then so yeah just so alone we use all this junk not even including the uv radiation that we just gladly you know stick our hands in stick our hands in so it says can't live without your weekly manny you can protect your hands from skin damage by skipping the uv lamp portion of your manicure or putting on waterproof sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher before your visit. Well, hey, I never thought of doing that. That actually isn't, well, I mean, I want to go back to the nail salon after, after this episode, probably not. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So then there's this, um, Brit and co there's three, um, alternatives. Okay, do tell them. To um, acrylics, at least. So, but we have to get into all sorts of things there, too. Um, After reading this, some of these articles, I was like, ugh. Okay, hold on. The website is reloading. Um, I actually have never checked out Think Dirty for nail polish. I'm curious to see what they got on there yes do that okay so gel nail extensions similar to acrylics but without the toxic methyl methacrylate gel extensions are a solid alternative oh gosh um so there's still the risk of like the uv and stuff because you're still going to be drying it um but that's an option um, fiberglass nails. So didn't even know that was a thing. Fiberglass nails. But if you bite your nails or have very thin nails, you can still get a thick, healthy looking mani with fiberglass. 
Your technician will apply a thin mesh strip with tiny glass fibers in it to your nail and secure it with clear glue. Okay, but even right there, what's hey. in that glue? <laughs> Can you escape it? It's always around us. I'm so, so tempted right now to go look at my glue. Read the back of my glue label. Yeah. I, can I quick go grab my glue? Yeah, go get it. Okay, now I'm like, I just literally used it yesterday. What kind of nail glue do you have? It's the Kiss. Yeah, I have that too. Okay, I actually just grabbed all of my nail box. Or like half of my nail box. I have a gel nail kit too. This is all of my nail stuff that is not gel nail related. Where is my glue? Is it in here? Where is it? It might be so I'm just going to read um, the other alternative, which okay. is dip powder nails. So they're a good option if you're looking for something more than a gel manicure, but aren't ready to commit to fake nails yet. You start with a base coat and buff as usual. Then, like the name suggests, you'll actually dip your nails into a powder in the color of your choice. Your manicurist will shake off the excess powder and apply a sealant and top coat. Unlike gel, there is no need to dry under a UV light. They might last longer too. Expect two to four weeks of flawless nails. So here's, so that was from Brit and Co. Here's my thing. I decided to be adventurous and I tried to dip powder nails. I currently have them on my hands. Okay. So yeah, I didn't need to go under a UV light, which was really cool. I also got an ombre, which kind of looks, so it's like a pink to white ombre. So it kind of looks like a French. So that was cool. Um, it feels like a little classy, but <sighs> then I came across an article from Harvard. From Harvard. So this is from health.harvard.edu. So they give like traditional nail polish, like pros and cons, um, like just nail polish. It says dermatologist approved. We do recommend taking breaks, etc. cetera. Um, non-toxic nail polish. It says when it comes to cosmetics, the term non-toxic can be difficult to decipher. Ain't that the truth? Well, there you have it. With regard to nail polish, a commonly used term is five free. Five free re refers to the polishes that do not contain five specific ingredients. Formaldehyde, toluene, dipulid, I don't even know how to say that. Phthalate, <laughs> formaldehyde resin, and camphor. There are also brands that market themselves as being free of more substances, such as 7-free or 10-free. So, first of all, let's just talk about the fact that the U.S. government has done nothing. Right. Let's just, let's just think of that for a second. Cosmetics. Here's the thing. Here's what they have as a con. There is no strong research data regarding whether the chemicals excluded from non-toxic polishes have harmful health effects as the concentrations pre present in traditional nail polish. So we don't actually know, like, there's no proof 
that these are doing anything. Mm. Well, I mean, that would be pretty hard. We're exposed to a lot of toxins, especially if you're washing yourself in it. Like it would be hard to prove that it came from your nails, but not great. The other thing that I struggle with in the beauty industry and in clean beauty. So there's not really a lot of regulation. It doesn't mean much, you know, like organic can like not mean much, so to speak. Um, But we don't know when something is five free or seven free or 10 free, unless we know the exact ingredients and we can scan our nail polish and see what's in it. We don't know that it doesn't have something else. That's what I hate when some, when it's advertised as, for example, like shampoo, sulfate free. Right, right. It doesn't mean it's free of everything bad for me. But that's, that's how these people use their marketing tactics to get people to fall into their schemes. Yeah. So then Harvard goes on to talk about gel polish. Um, cons are exposure to UV light. Um, polish can be destructive to nails, um, injuring the nail plate. Um, yeah. So and then severe brittleness. So, okay, Harvard is responsible for me cringing and not feeling safe in nail spots. Because then they go into powder dip polish. So here I was thinking, okay, maybe I have a logical solution. I don't know what's in my dip yet, but at least I'm not being exposed to UV light, right? So their pro is no drying lamp needed, therefore no UV exposure. Here's their con. And I'm just like, damn it. Because I'm scared to know. (laughs) Sorry. I like when I read this, I cringed inside because I was like, oh, I just did this. And in a COVID world, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. fine because I didn't have my nails done several days ago. It says sanitation is the major potential issue here. Communal jars of powder may be used for multiple people, which could become a reservoir for bacteria, fungi, and viruses. Oh I'm like, great. Like, I didn't even think anything as I was, like, dipping my nail at the nail salon. And that's the thing. You don't. You don't think anything about it. And then... Come to find out, it's, again, you're, you're putting poison into your well or just that it's communal and like you could be picking up a fungus for your nail um and then it has a harsh removal process process similar to that of gel um and then it's has like little verdicts underneath each of one each one of these and for um the powder which by the way i don't even know what's in the powder that i put on my nails Uh, it says unless the salon is transferring the powder into smaller individual containers for each client we're using a clean brush to apply the powder. We recommend avoiding this type of manicure. <sighs> I've just about had it because I know like the powder that they have, like you're going into a whole thing of powder. So it doesn't make sense to have it individual unless you're having your own at home kit. Yep. But now I just feel that I need to do deeper and deeper research yep. into what is in that powder. Once you get started on this train hard to get out of there so it's bad I don't know what I'm gonna do um I did get a gel 
polish on my feet. Ironically, today I got a lovely pedicure, um, but my toes did get stuck under a UV light. Today. So, <laughs> so there's that. The thing about it is, is like I went into the nail salon and she's like, do you want regular nail, pol- nail polish or gel? And my brain's like, obviously gel because I want it to last and I have a tendency to chip my polish. But then I'm sitting there with this gel polish in my hand, submitting it to EWG, Healthy Living. And like, here we are, here we are. Thinking because I had, I was like, why did I say gel polish? And I mean, it doesn't really matter because there's a lot of toxins in regular polish too. But I'm like, I just should have gotten a pedicure and not gotten polish on my nails. I'm doing all this research about them. It's not going to be good. Unreal. So, because I had done this research before I went in today. So, tell me about your nail glue. Well, I can't find it. Um, It's somewhere in my house because I literally just used it. Um, And for some reason, it's not pulling up on Think Dirty. So I will definitely have to um, go find it after this and I'll put it on our social media page. Okay. And um, okay. Talk. I'm just curious if it'll pull up on, um, did you try healthy living? Oh no, I didn't try healthy living. Are you on there right now? I'm going to try. Yeah. Look it up. It's the kiss and it's actually the brush on nail glue. Oh Lordy, Lordy. Okay, ironically, um, I searched Kiss Nail Glue and Swedish Fish Tails pulled up. Swedish Fish Tails? Swedish Fish are a 10. Okay. So, I mean, this is like a whole something else we're going to have to. Um, They're a 10. <laughs> did you look it up? No. I just. So, um it says findings this product is not certified organic contains food additives in moderate concern contains four of the ewg's top food additives of concern red 40 blue one yellow five and yellow six this product is 77 percent sugar by weight and contains six teaspoons of added sugar per serving wow so contains synthetic food dyes Contains the non-specific ingredient flavor. Yikes. Product has been classified as having moderate processing concerns. Which, by the way, did you, um, like, um, did you see that thing about the cinnamon swirl or the cinnamon toast cereal? Did you see that about the shrimp? There were shrimp tails found in the cereal. It's a whole Twitter thread. So, like, I will never, ever eat cinnamon toast. Like the cinnamon toast crunch? Yeah. I will never, ever eat it again. Hold up. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. No, there's a whole thread. I shared it uh, on my Facebook just for, like, shits and giggles. Uh, Shrimp tails. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What is our world come to? I don't know. 
So I'm looking um, at nail glue because um, if you go under the um, healthy living, personal care products, nails, and then styling, um, Kiss Revolutionary French Nails, like the press-on. Yeah. Um, it says they're acrylic on the box. It says acrylic. Um, maybe if this is actually a glue. I don't know what it is. But it's ranked a one. So... Oh. Okay. I'm going to put on the press on French nails. You should be relatively safe. Okay. Um, no. LA Colors Quick Dry Clear Nail Glue okay. is ranked to three. So, three? wait, but when I go, so it's ranked to three, but then, so this is one of the things about the EWG. It ranks the products overall, I think, but then when you actually click on it and look at the ingredients, um, it has hydro I will say this about the EWG. It's much more thorough. Like, I sure. feel like it doesn't just rank. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't just rank it like as a whole. Oh, so it has an eight. So it's an eight. So okay. it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah. But frankly, if I go into a product and I see that it has an eight, like that's what I'm, in my mind, it's no longer a three. They may be giving it a three because I feel like they're a little more, I don't know. They rank it as a whole, maybe. Acetone hat is ranked as a three. Okay. So. I mean, if you're using, like, pure acetone, I, it could be worse, I feel like. So, anyway, there's hope out there. Um, there's hope out there, people. <laughs> there's hope out there. There's stuff you can use, but the problem is we've been walking, like, even me, I've been walking through life for 25 years, going on 26. Mm -hmm. blind mm -hmm. right. and I wasn't educated on this no one's educated on this I feel like this is something that modern technology is giving us access to which I guess is something we should be really grateful for yeah and actually now that you say that thanks to modern technology right thanks modern technology um nobody would have been going down these rabbit holes which is kind of scary to think about right like it wasn't, it wasn't to think that like our mothers or our grandmothers or our great grandmothers could have potentially had additional years on their lives could have protected themselves. Right. From this. That, that like, even if we're, as we're sitting in here in horror, um, at least we have the opportunity to be in horror. Like that's when I think, right in some cases we have to realize what immense privilege we have to find this stuff out. hundred percent. That is such a good way of looking at it. So yes. Did you look up what our topic is next week? Because I'm afraid. Okay. So next week, let me pull it back up here. 
we are talking about medications. Oh, so basically. <laughs> I mean, we're really, really going to start getting into the deep stuff. Come next week of all the medications that we just, you know, put right into our bodies. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I mean, I'm on an antidepressant, which has done wonders I've for my body. I've also been on an antidepressant, so we can... What? I said I've also been on an, an antidepressant, so we can definitely share um, more about that. Yeah. My antidepressant experience has been really good, but the biggest thing for me is that I need to work on, like, therapy and stuff. Because if, first of all, if I have to be on this for the rest of my life, I will be because it has allowed me a greater quality of life. But I'm just saying, like, I can't have a baby and stay on it. So it is dangerous. Like Mm -hmm. it would cause birth defects in the third Mm -hmm. trimester. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. All things we can dive deep into next podcast. I'm, I'm. I'm scared, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm also scared about the topicals and stuff in my that's, that's That's what I'm kind of like, okay. Yes. Yeah. We'll find out. So this is going to be a wild ride. I can't believe this is a, the direction our podcast t- took a turn for, but it needed to be. I mean, if not now, when? If not now, when? If not us, who? who? I think that's another thing. We as women get to decide predominantly what comes into our households. Yes, ma'am. So I I guess this is really appropriate and we're just kind of trudging through it. And that we are. After we're done with this, the knowledge that we're going to be armed with and the you know years really of our life, we're ideally saving ourselves. Years of our life that we're saving and we don't, we both don't have kids yet. So the knowledge that we are able to pass on to our children one day that our parents and grandparents and so on didn't have. Yep. This is huge. Like, my teenage daughter will not be dousing her body in the stuff that I potentially (laughs) did to myself. No, death and body works for our children. Banned. Banned. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you come home with that stuff. You give that right back to your family. It's not accepted. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right, my friends. Um my friends you can tell I'm a teacher that's all I say every single day for seven um we appreciate you guys for hanging on with us this episode this one um it's pretty heavy and it's a lot I I think our our whole series is pretty heavy and a lot so um I'm excited to I'm both excited and scared to see all of the details we will share with each other and you guys um next episode and we're just gonna keep on keeping on and continuing to educate ourselves and you guys on the crazy stuff that is out there in the world all right thank you for listening everyone
Bye, guys. Did this resonate with you? Subscribe to our podcast today. Talk, Talk soon. soon. So your house next week? Yes, can't wait.